0: This is crazy, man. It's already twenty twenty four, the fifth day of January fifth, twenty twenty four. Time is flying. I've probably said that on a thousand podcasts. Well, we're at three ten today, so probably three hundred and ten episodes of Edge of Your Seat podcast. I have said time is flying, and for it to be January fifth of twenty twenty four, I just feel like it was the beginning of twenty twenty three yesterday just so crazy but along the way hope you had a Merry Christmas and ushered in the new year in fantastic fashion Lots has been happening around this way with edge of your seat podcast and myself Brandon Lachance apologize for stalling episodes of the pod you know it's a mission in 2024 to break the pause button and just keep flying We'll have a good month we'll get shows two three four out each week for an entire month and then something happens, something changes. I had a job promotion, I had some family stuff, I had health issues, you know, things kept popping up. I also do a lot of things. I'm in groups, organizations. I'm a basketball, volleyball official, and I just picked up baseball and softball coming into this spring. However, Edge of Mercy podcast is my number one love and passion. I love talking to people. I love doing this. It was essentially a passion project and it has now become like something I want to do all the time. But unfortunately, with the things that you want to do all the time, like a saxophone player or an artist, you know, those aren't the things that you can always do as much as you want to. We're going to change that in 2024, making Edge of Your Seat Podcast again a top priority. Sorry that it hasn't been this past year with so much going on. But 2024, a new year, not a New Year's resolution. You know, obviously it's January 5th, did not have a show the first four days. So not a New Year's resolution, just moving forward, making that emphasis like, hey, Edge of podcast, let's go. Cannot tell you how many people on a given day, week, month, you know, send me a message or ask me when the next show is or who's your guest or things like that. And for me to not put any out, hmm, we got to stop that. I just mentioned my name. I'm your host, Brandon LaChance. Don't know where you're listening to this episode, but you can listen to Edge of Your Seat Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the website, www.rss.com, backslash podcasts. That is with an S. It's plural, backslash Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Twitter, Edge of Your Seat P- The socials, I mean, you know you're there, we're there, we're we're not going anywhere, we're on all the socials, we're on those. You can also link up to my personal accounts. Twitter is Lachance Writer, Lachance is L.A. Chance, it's my last name, Lachance looks like L.A. Chance, so Twitter, at Lachance Writer, and then Facebook, Brandon Lachance. If you want to be a guest, you know somebody that would be a good guest. You like or dislike something I or a guest said, or you'd like to sponsor with Edge of Your Seat Podcast, please send an email to edge of your at gmail.com. As always, much love to Brian Cavelli, Cavelli Productions, the creator, mastermind of the intro and outro beat heard on every single episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, which is brought to you by First State Bank. 19 locations in Northern and Central Illinois. Great people, great banking policies. They know what they're doing. I've been banking there since 2011. That is 12 years, 13 years, we're in 2024. I think it'd be 13 years in the summer. I did it after I came back from college, set up my account. So we'll go with like July of 2011. So almost 13 years, I've had my money invested, stuck, vaulted whatever you want to say with First State Bank. I also have other things, not just a savings checking account. They do everything. Loans, CDs, safe deposit boxes. I mean, the list is long. Anything you need financially, hit up First State Bank. Since this is the first episode of 2024, I want to thank all the sponsors that have been rocking with us. First State Bank, Mendota Ford, Surf Internet, been riding with us for now a long time. First State Bank, over a year. Surf Internet, about a year and a half. And Mendota Ford has been with us for two and a half years. Thank you very much to all them. And in the works, beginning another major sponsor. The Rough Draft has been written. The original run-through recorded, sent. There's been feedback. We're just waiting for all the I's dotted, T's crossed. And then we will have another member of the Edge of Your Seat Podcast sponsorship team. Much appreciated, much love without you. You know, who knows if we still have episodes of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. And obviously, like I said, people want to hear. It's just a big family now of sponsors, a host, listeners, communities. It's really, really cool that it all comes together like that also got to thank the listeners, right? Without you, nobody's listening. And then I definitely would not be doing this if nobody was listening. When I first started this, I'm like, man, I'm going to have three, four listeners, my mom, a couple friends, like that'll be it. Well, it has took off way past that with November and December dropping, you know, only four episodes. You know, our uh, average kind of dipped, but still right around a thousand listeners every month, downloads every month, which is amazing. And then in June of 2023, we had our biggest month of all time with 2,847 listeners slash downloads. Much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like I said, the reason I want to do this or the reason I'm doing this is because people are listening, want to hear the chats with these athletes, these coaches, these you know public servants people that are doing things in the community you know it's good to hear from them the horse's mouth and we could do that right here on edge of your seat podcast so thank you thank you very much episode 310 we're here that's what we're doing you know college football has only the cfp championship game remaining michigan washington i'm running with michigan I've always been a closet Michigan fan. I don't know why. But, you know, if there's no Illinois representatives, I'm going to ride with Michigan in football. Basketball has always been North Carolina. I mean, I'm a Michael Jordan fan. I watch Vince Carter. You know, those were my teams, North Carolina. But football, if it's not Illinois, no Illinois representatives, we're running with Michigan. The Michigan-Alabama game for the Rose Bowl, insane. Overtime, 27-20 win from Michigan in the Sugar Bowl. Washington outlasted Texas 37-31, which was pretty much a shootout. Both great games, made college football exciting. I'm not really a college football fan, or as in terms of paying attention to every game and this guy's going to this school and things like that. Between the number of schools, the transfer portal, just the movement. It's hard to keep up with that with so many other things going on in life, in sports. And, you know, I've always been a basketball guy, always been NFL. You know, those would be my first priorities. And college football gets lost in the shuffle. Except in the big games when, you know, that's awesome. (laughs) And I feel like college football, for me, is that one game spectacular, whether it's the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the CFP Championship game, college football playoff championship. I mean... Guys that you don't know or you're, you'll know more on a NFL basis or whether they go into a different sport, who knows. But that to me is college football. It's kind of like a one-off sport for me. I'm not going to follow all season, but I'm going to watch those big games. I'm going to cheer on who I'm cheering on or just watch a good football game like Washington and Texas. I didn't have a horse in the race. I just paid attention and it was super cool to watch. We'll be doing the same exact thing, for the CFP championship game, which I believe is January 8th in three days on Monday. But I did have a horse in the race for the Camellia Bowl. NIU beat Arkansas 21-19. to It was December 23rd. I believe that was a Saturday. The family got together. We were doing our Christmas, watching the game. And it was just a lot of fun to watch NIU win a bowl game while we're doing our family Christmas. It was super cool. Fantasy football's wrapped up. I got seventh place in both leagues. Ugh. One league, I was in second place. I was cruising. First round of the playoffs, I lost. I don't have the exact score. I could look it up, but it would just make me cry. And then I couldn't get the rest of the show done. But it was, the score, I think, I had 74.6 or 74.7 points. My opponent beat me 75.12. I just needed one more point. 10 more yards from Dallas Goddard, I believe. Dallas Goddard, tight end for Philadelphia. Or Jason Elam, their kicker, to make a field goal. Just one field goal. Could have been 10 yards. Doesn't matter. Would have got me that point. Nope. They were both playing in the Monday night game and did not do that for me. So I lose by like .000 is what I'm calling it. Don't even need a number. NFL is about to start week 18 tomorrow. So football's been cruising. Bears got the number one pick. Thank you, Carolina, for the draft pick in the DJ Moore trade. And you guys were awful this season, giving the Chicago Bears the number one draft pick. So much football, been awesome, but we've had an amazing run with football in our area, Illinois Valley, Northern Central Illinois. Was going to start with Amboy, Lamoille, Ohio, as the Clippers won the Illinois Eight-Man Football Association Championship. I was there at the game. Kip, Cheek, and I representing Mendota Reporter. Of course, me also representing Edge of Your Seat Podcast. It was a great game, a lot of fun, man, 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 man. Amboy defeated Ridgewood, 74-22, wasn't even close. They scored three or four touchdowns in the first three and a half minutes of the game. I believe it was three touchdowns, it was 21 or 22 nothing in the first three and a half minutes. Just such an amazing game. Because of technical problems, not being able to transfer interviews, and trust me, I tried and tried and tried, there was just different uh, technology usage and things of that nature at the game. Had issues with my phone, having to get a new phone, Edge of Your Seat podcast technology getting updated. There was a problem with all the interviews. I talked to Coach Scott Payne, chatted with senior Brennan Blaine, chatted with senior Landon Welchel, chatted with senior Austin Heath, was not able to get them transferred over to put on this podcast. However, there was many, many stories written in the Amboy News by myself. Check it out, amboynews.com. If you click on, I think, more than 10 links, then you will not be able to see any more without a subscription, which is only $59 a month. If you don't want to pay, though, you got 10 views. You can read those stories. Check out the Amboy football team. So we're going to start this show. It's football dominated, and we got some great guests including Zach Hartman, LP graduate. He won a division three championship with North central college in 2022 as the Cardinals went 50 zero in the very, very first part of this intro. I talked about show delays and because of delays, Zach Hartman has been on the, in the vault, not on the vault in the vault for quite some time waiting to get on this podcast. And here he is still a great chat Great dude, so impressed with what he was able to do in football. We spoke to him last January, it's January 5th, we're almost a year since we had this chat, but the good thing about podcasts, good thing about conversations, is they don't get old, they always have a cool timestamp that is adaptable, and we're adapting it to this episode. Zach Hartman, thank you very much for chatting with us, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and winning a championship with North Central. Last February, we spoke with Hall alum James Maltino, who had just wrapped up his senior year, which in terms is his fourth year because then he came back this season, 2023, for his fifth year. In 2022, so his fourth year, he was an all-region team member named by D3Football.com, and he was a member of the Northern Athletics Collegiate Conference first team. He's a wide receiver and a returner. This past season, 2023, which is his COVID-19 fifth year, he caught 38 balls for 404 yards and two touchdowns. Also ran in two touchdowns on 13 carries, 91 yards. He finished his career with 77 receptions for 818 yards and eight touchdowns. Kick returning, punt returning is where he blew his name up and became a return specialist. 2023 was his best year. Kick returning, 12 games, 18 returns, 398 yards. That's 33.2 per game. Punt returns, scored two touchdowns last year with 398 yards on 31 returns. This year, 2023, 19 returns, so 12 less, and 501 yards, 102 yards more, with three touchdowns. His longest return was 65 yards, which was a touchdown. He also played some defense as he racked up seven tackles as a fifth-year player. Martino was named Conference Player of the Week on October 3rd for returning a pair of punts in Aurora University's 70-10 win over Eureka. It was their homecoming game, and this also included the 65-yard return for the touchdown. Aurora University is definitely going to be missing this guy because, man, he just crushed it. On December 22nd, so about two weeks ago, he earned second-team Associated Press All-American honors as an all-purpose player. He was first-team All-Region, first-team All-Conference. Again, to say that he crushed it is an understatement. Woo. On the high school sports track, we were also blessed to cover Byron, the Byron Tigers, at the Class 3A title game, November 25th, at ISU, in Bloomington. The Tigers won 69-7 over Mount Carmel. Not only did they win, but they broke a lot of records. On the season, the Tigers scored 810 points. That's the most ever... In a single season, by a team, Peoria's record was 8 05. So now they're second, Byron's first. 69 points, what they scored in the class 3A title game, is the most in 3A title game history. 69 to 7 is a 63 point differential, which is the largest in a championship game. And the Tigers scored the most touchdowns in a season with a 100 and 17. So, our Tiger representatives, we got the post-game conference. Then we spoke one-on-one. First, senior Ashton Hinkle. I'm going to give you a little spoiler. This is going to be a later podcast, but Ashton was originally from Amboy, moved away between fifth and sixth grade, I think the summer before sixth grade, and then he moved to Byron, became a Byron football player, but still stayed in contact with his Amboy friends. It's going to be in the newspaper this next week, and it will be on a podcast. So we talked to Ashton Hinkle about the game for this podcast. Then we got sophomore Caden Considine. His dad, Sean Considine, played in the NFL from 2005 to 2012. He also went to Byron High School, went to Iowa University. His career is long studied, long talked about in the Byron, Northern Illinois area. Caden Consine had a fantastic, fantastic title game, a fantastic season, just awesome to talk to. Then we have freshman Andrew Talbert, backup quarterback, comes into the state title game as a freshman, let me say that again, as a freshman, and scores three touchdowns, three touchdowns, was just amazing. He scored them on his feet. Really didn't pass the ball, but the dude is so quick. As soon as he started his first step, you're like, where did he go? Just a trail of dust is all that was left as he was going to the end zone. Then we're going to end the show with Coach Jeff Boyer. He took over the Tiger program in 2012. That's 12 years, 12 seasons. He's 115 wins, 27 losses. He has two state titles as the Tigers won 2023. In 2021, they lost in the semifinals a year ago and two second-place finishes. So he has four state title game appearances, and they made the playoffs 10 times out of those 12 seasons. Yikes. He is awesome at what he does. It was an honor, a pleasure to cover the game, chat with all the Tigers, and now it's cool to go back, hear these interviews and what this game, what the state title meant to the Byron Tigers. But before we hear the chats, we're going to do a couple other things. Keep it rolling, where we talk about some movies, watch, rank them, things of that nature. It's always cool to stay in the entertainment side of things. And maybe we talk about a title you've never heard of or something you want to watch again. Then we're also going to switch it up. We used to say win, lose, stat. It was a segment where we would go over every score that was sent to us, every score that we seen from the 48 high schools and the three community colleges that we have a radar on. We're going to switch it up from now on. Call it putting in the work where we're going to do just the major accomplishments. Every game matters, but it takes a lot of time and then more time editing. And then it takes a lot of time to put out a show. Some of the shows that we've done in the past have taken 7, 10, 11 hours, somewhere in that range. So to clean it up a little bit, Make it a little quicker, get episodes out a lot faster. Putting in the work is going to put all the major accomplishments and all the awesome stuff in a smaller bubble, but just as important. That's what we're going to do. So keep it rolling, putting in the work, then we'll hear our chats on a fantastic episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Have you heard the news? First State Bank is the first to offer Quillo. Quillo is an online personal loan officer that allows you to apply for a loan in just minutes. Need to replenish your checking account? Pay off a high interest credit card or take that vacation you have always wanted? Check out Quillo on the First State Bank website using your phone, tablet or PC. It won't impact your credit score to apply. There are no fees, no penalties and payments you can't afford. You'll need a First State Bank checking account but have no worries. You can apply for one of those online too check out FSB's premier account that pays higher interest for doing a few routine activities. Go to firstatebank.biz today to see how you can get a Quillo loan with a new or existing checking account. First state bank is member FDIC and equal housing lender. Keep it rolling. We've been watching movies while we're working. We've been doing that a lot, probably watch them two or three times cause you know, you'll miss parts while you're paying attention to something else. So, Most of the titles on here have been watched two, three, maybe four times as we're, you know, designing pages for a newspaper, as we're putting together podcast scripts, you know, doing different things, you know, watching movies because I love movies just as much as I love music, just as much as I love talking. You know, movies are a cool thing as well and we got to talk about them. That's why they're made. They're made to talk about Watch, rewatch, share with your friends, share with your podcast listeners who I consider you my friends as well. Also, been watching movies with loved ones and decided to watch the Barbie movie. Wasn't my call, wasn't my pick, but I'm like, hey, let's watch it, let's check it out. Because let's face it, Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, America Ferreira, Will Ferrell, they took over the summer. The movie was released July 21st, 2023, and they literally took over the summer. Everybody was talking about Barbie. It was at every drive-in, at every movie theater. People were streaming it as fast as they could. It was legitimately everywhere. The movie made $1.442 billion. And I never want to watch it again. (laughs) There was a lot of cool messages about females and uh, you know how they're important and you know they've been misrepresented and Martel with Barbie and was just ran by guys and didn't sell to the right markets didn't you know reach out to women didn't have a realistic woman personality behind the Barbie and you know all these different things which a lot of them are agreeable and a lot of them are like yeah you know it's crazy that it was done that way. But the overall making of the movie and just the way it told those messages and the way that it rolled through the hour and 45, two hours that it was on was just not to my liking. It just was so 2024, so 2090, if we want to say that. And just the way it, man, I, I don't want to uh, upset anybody listening to this or, you know, come at them, but this generation or how movies are being perceived, they're telling stories in just like a, almost a cartoonish way. It's not real. The actors like Ryan Gosling, Margot Robbie, even Will Ferrell, they all just looked fake. It seemed fake. It seemed like the Barbies were really talking and that was obviously what they were going for, but that's not my kind of movie. That to me is virtual future fakeness is what I'm going to call it great messages. I will never take that away from the movie. I hope kids when they're watching this get those. And that's another thing. They're so cryptic, so hidden by jokes and hidden by the virtual fakeness of the Barbie characters that it might be hard for people to actually digest the meanings and the symbolism that they were trying to put into this movie. I give them props for doing that because there are people like me and others. I've had this conversation with other people that saw that, but it was just so hard to go through the bushes to find that message in this movie. Harry Potter 2, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets came out in 2002. You know, we got the gang. We got Harry, Hermione Granger, Ron Weasley. This is the second of the eight Harry Potter films, you know, I like Harry Potter because it's like a getaway, you know, as Barbie is kind of fake reality future that I don't want to see where Harry Potter's magic and, but it's like realistic magic, like things that you would want to happen, things that you could see if you had a magic wand happening or occurring, different fakeness, different magic, different non-fictional stories that we have here. But Dolby, great character in the Harry Potter series. This is where he makes his entrance in this movie. The cake in the face of the uncle who you hate, their business associates or dinner meeting friends, gets the cake. It was awesome. There's a flying car. There's giant spiders. There was just a lot of cool things that magically, that thinking about things, brainstorming, were really more realistic than you would think. Fast and the Furious 2, Too Fast, Too Furious from 2003. Tyrese Gibson, Ludacris, Eva Mendes, they join Paul Walker in this second saga of Fast and the Furious. Vin Diesel is a no-show for the next couple movies, but it was cool. They broke it up. They didn't make the same movie every, every, every movie. I have not seen the last two or three of them, which it sounds like they're starting to do that, but not at this point. Paul Walker was great in these movies. Eva Mendez is one of my favorites. Ludacris, I love. Tyrese Gibson, I love to hate, but he was a good character to love to hate. Just the way he talks and his smack talking, I would have beat him up if I could. I mean, in real life, he would take me. But in figurative language, yeah, I would have took him. I would have took him. It was a cool movie. Uh, One of my favorite Fast and the Furious movies. Eventually, we're going to go through all of them. Not every single, you know, keep it rolling. But, um... You know, one of my favorite series, I like Cars, I like Paul Walker, I like Vin Diesel. Um, they always got cool rappers that, you know, are popular at the time. The first Fast and the Furious had Ja Rule. You know, it, it's kind of cool. Like, I, I like what they do with Cars and the storylines behind them. You know, they're simplistic. They got the graphics, they got the sound, they got the special effects. They got a kind of a cool mixture of everything for a movie viewer like me. Then we go stand-up comedy with John Mulaney, New in Town, which came out in 2012. He is 41 now. So in 2012, John Mulaney was 30. This is from a Chicago comedian, which I don't wanna say they all sound alike, but they have a lot of similar viewpoints. But John Mulaney's standpoint on how he gets them out there and how he performs how he Portrays himself and his jokes is awesome. I had never seen him before before watching this Thank you to my girlfriend for this being her favorite stand-up comedian or stand-up comedy Show and showing it to me because it was absolutely funny. It was cool I agreed with John on so many different topics. It was entertaining to watch How to Train a Dragon from 2010, little disclaimer here, I did put this on last night as I was falling asleep. I am that dude that falls asleep with something on the TV. Last night was How to Train a Dragon. It was on, it was cool, I didn't really watch much of it, just heard it in the background. But I did watch it for this, just not last night. There's a lot of well-known, well-known voices. Got Jay Baruchel, America Ferrera. so two movies America is in on this Keep It Rolling. Gerald Butler is the father of the main character. Jonah Hill, Kristen Wiig, TJ Miller, Christopher Mintz-Plassey, who I will never 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 not just call McLovin. It's McLovin. Kit Harrington, Kate Blanchett. It was a cool movie. I like animated movies because you can do so many different things. It was awesome. It was message telling, you know, trying to help a kid that is trying to you know, impress his father, impress the community. You know, I think every single person in life goes through this, maybe not with a dragon, but with homework or sports or community involvement or something in your life. There are people that are want something out of you that you're not delivering to their standards, but you don't have to. You're You're you and you're doing your own thing and you don't have to do something because another group of people did it you're okay to do something different. And those are some of the messages in this movie that I thought were really cool. Also watched a kid from Coney Island, a 2019 documentary about Stefan Marbury. I was a Marbury fan, maybe not as an athlete, but just him, his style. You know, he was kind of quiet, but he was flashy on the court. He came out with the Starberry shoes. I had a pair. I mean, they were $10.00. When I was in college, and I definitely used them to play rec league basketball. Heck yeah, I did. All the time. But watching this documentary, getting to know him a little bit better, and then he starts to freak out. We have seen the, you know, tweets or viral videos of him eating things he shouldn't eat and saying things that he shouldn't have been saying on a video like that. But there's reasons why, and there's, you know, everything behind the scenes. This movie delivers. It was pretty cool. Saw this in the theater with my nephew for his birthday. Indiana Jones and the Dial Destiny came out in 2023. Harrison Ford, Phoebe Waller, Antonio Banderas, Karen Allen, John Ray's Davies. Banderas, Allen, and Ray's Davies are classics. They have been through different other movies. I'm not going to say all of them. I believe this is Indiana Jones' fifth movie, but it was cool. Harrison Ford. Karen Allen, get back together in the end. Sorry if that's a spoiler, but the movie came out at least a good six months ago. Just a lot of cool things. Indiana Jones is always awesome. And to introduce Phoebe Waller as the, you know, kind of new main character. Sure, it was about Harrison Ford and Indiana Jones, but he's old at this point. And that was kind of the thing in the whole movie. Like, man, he's kind of old to be doing this, but he's doing this because he has to. And then there's Phoebe and then Karen comes back in the mix. And it was just a really cool movie dynamic of how they put the old with the present and maybe the future all in the same movie. So let's get to ranking these. I'm gonna rank these right on the spot. You might even hear the lead of the pencil that I'm using writing on the side as we go through here. So we got, maybe you just heard me counting. Seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven titles. Let's rank them. We'll start with seven, the worst. If you couldn't tell already, it was Barbie. Did not like it whatsoever. It was awful. Six, we are going to go Indiana Jones and the Dial Destiny. Great movie. I'd watch it again. Just, you know, a kid's story or a 1980s story and not really what I am into. At the age of thirty-eight, and different things that I pay attention to on a ba- on a normal basis. But I would watch this again. I'm gonna probably go to the next Indiana Jones movie with my nephews if they really want to go. Five. We are going to go How to Train a Dragon. Super awesome. Love animated movies. Only five because I like the other four better. That's that's simply it. Four. We're gonna go A Kid from Coney Island. Great documentary about Stefan Marbury. The dude is crazy. The dude was a great basketball player. And hopefully the rest of his life is super cool and not in headlines. Three, we are going to go John Mulaney, new in town. Like I said, I related to him a lot. Some of the stuff he said, I'm like, man, I have actually thought about that before. Maybe not in the same context as you, but I have thought about it before. Two, we are going to go Harry Potter to Chamber of Secrets, and I promise Chamber of Secrets. But however, I promise Fast and the Furious and Harry Potter. Every single time they get in here, is not going to be one and two. They're not my favorite movies of all time. I'm not a huge collector of cars. I'm not a huge Harry Potter collector of anything. I do have a Funko Pop. Dumbledore, Professor Dumbledore that is staring at me right now in the studio, the Edge of Your Sea podcast studio. But other than that, you know, not a, it's not my favorite of all time. I do appreciate them just like I appreciate Fast and the Furious, but they won't be the top of the rankings all the time. Just want to say that even though they're one and two this time. So the second Harry Potter, Chamber of Secrets, number two. It's cool. There are a lot of good parts and it might be one of my favorite Harry Potter movies. I think it's number two on my list. I'm not gonna tell you one because we'll get there eventually. So you know it's not number one or two, but yeah. But it's cool, it's funny, it's still charming as they're little kids and then starting to get like, hey, they're not really little kids anymore. So it's kinda cool. Of course, the winner of this keep it rolling, pull, is Fast and the Furious 2 from 2003. I just like the dynamic. I like that Vin Diesel wasn't there. They showed that they can make the movies with interchanging parts. So it wasn't just, oh, hey, Vin Diesel has to be in all of them. There's going to be movies even before Paul Walker passed away, RIP, that Paul Walker's not in them. So it's cool to see the changing parts and that this was going to be a series on multiple characters. And not just one or two. It's a great movie. Liked the plot. even Mendes was awesome. Ludacris was awesome. It was just a really cool movie that I have watched numerous times over the years. So I watched a lot of cool titles. The only one on this Keep It Rolling that I will not watch again is Barbie. The other six I would watch in a heartbeat. Or if I see it turning on. Or if I see it on when I'm turning channels. Whew. Gotta learn how to talk here. I will definitely check it out. Make 2024 the year of stronger connections with Surf Fiber Internet. Whether you want to keep in touch with your loved ones, work smarter, or have fun with your family, you need a fast and reliable internet connection. With Surf Internet, you'll enjoy an ultra-fast fiber internet connection that has equal upload and download speeds, no buffering, no data limits, and no contracts. Plans start at $35 a month. Visit surfinternet.com or call to check availability. Putting in the work, we're going to call this the Fall Edition. Like I said, taking place of win-lose stat, putting in the work, we're going to get all the crazy, awesome accomplishments, history-setting stuff, awesome moments for kids, for coaches. Here, that's what putting in the work is, because they're putting in the work to get them done. So this one is going to be the fall edition as we talk about all the state appearances from the fall sport athletes and coaches and teams. We talked about golf before in previous episodes of Edge of podcast, but we'll start with doing it again. We'll refresh and go through all the sports and get us caught up on all the awesomeness that happened in the fall. We'll start with girls golf in class 1A. Fourth in the state was Dixon Sr. Katie Drew. Finishing 23rd was Stillman Valley Jr. Amelia Dunson. Seneca freshman Piper Stenzel was 33rd. Genoa Kingston Sr. Aaliyah Lauer was 56th. And coming in at 57th was Addie Heineke, a senior from Roanoke Benson. In 2A, Sycamore Sr. Brianna Schulman took 30th. Moving on to boys golf. In 1A, taking 18th was Logan Palmer, a Newman senior. 25th was Marquette senior Carson Zellers. And 64th was Burrow Valley sophomore Wyatt Novotny. In 2A for boys, in team standings, coming in at 8th was Byron. Individually, finishing 4th in the state, Geneseo senior Hayden Moore, a friend of Edge of Your Seat podcast, tried to get him on. After this had happened, but with schedules and then holidays, it was really hard to connect with them. Tying for 30th, Aaron Lorenz, a Byron senior, and Drake Kaufman, a senior from Ottawa. Tied for 43rd, Mason Hubbard, a junior from Sterling. Tied for 52nd, Davis Baker, a junior from Byron. Byron senior, Mason Brant, was 56th. Caneland senior, Wesley Hollis, was tied for 64th, with... Ryan Tucker, senior from Byron. Tied for 69th, Cooper Mershawn, a junior from Byron. And tied for 87th was Kaysen Newton, a sophomore from Byron. In 3A, Justin Goble, senior from Yorkville, finished 41st. Congratulations to all the golfers in January for what you did in October and November. Good stuff. Boys Soccer, 1A. Mendota and Samanac both reached sectional semifinals. In 2A, Ottawa reached the sectional semifinal. And unfortunately, no team, no school that we pay attention to made the 3A sectional semi or beyond. Girls tennis in 1A, Grace Ferguson from Dixon made bracket play. As did Ellie Aiken, a Sterling jr. Skylar Salinas, a sophomore from Morris, won in the first round, getting a match in-state. Pretty cool. In doubles in 1A, Ottawa senior Riley O'Felan and senior Emma Cushing made it to the quarterfinals. They won two matches in the consolation round, but lost in the fifth place game. They were named first team All-State. That is huge. Sixth best in 1A in the state. Crazy awesome. Also making the bracket was Kate Elsner, a senior, and Elizabeth McConkey, a junior, of Sycamore. They lost in the first round against Ottawa, which is O'Fallon and Cushing, first team, All-State. Also from Ottawa, senior Mackenzie Echelkraut and Zuli Morlin from Ottawa, they were in the bracket play, and so was Morris Jr. Megan Bidzill and sophomore Shira Patel. Sycamore senior Jetta Weaver and Madison Block made the second round. No girls tennis representatives in 2A. Congratulations to all the players, teams that did their thing during the girls tennis season. Cross country, boy style, 1A. Team standings. El Paso Gridley finished 14th with 389. Newman was 21st, 509. We went up to the top 150. If you're from the area, we're covering you. You got within the 150, we're going to say your name because there are so many competitors and getting to state is really, really tough. So 1A, taking 16th place was El Paso Gridley Sr. Dean Witzig. 32nd, Byron sophomore Tim Starwall. 44. Anawan Wethersfield Jr., Carson Shrum. 57, Mendota Sr., Anthony Kelson. 61, Newman Sr., Lucas Schwab. 70, Lucas Holderboy, El Paso Gridley Sr. 77, Lucas Simpson, a Newman Sr. 86th, El Paso Gridley Jr., Isaac Porzelius. 145th, Wyatt Weedoff, Jr. from Newman and 148 from Yorkville Christian, a freshman, Graham Razum. In 2A, team standings, Caneland took fourth, and Geneseo was 18th, and Dixon 19th. Morris 22nd, Sterling 23rd. Individually, Dale Johnson, Sterling Sr., took third. One of the top three runners in the state, Dale Johnson. Taking sixth. Kaelin Jr., Evan Nosick, Seventh, Dylan Gole, Jr. from Geneseo. Kaelin Sr., David Volkanov, was ninth. Eighteenth was Aaron Counterman, a Dixon Jr. Morris freshman, Kyler Swanson, was 21st. Geneseo Sr., Sam Mossberger, was 32nd. Naif L. Harby, a senior from Sycamore, was 35th. 36th was Kaelin's sophomore, Evan Wilden, 76th was Morris freshman, Everett Swanson. 80th was Cainland Jr., Zachary Murdoch. 87th, Dean Geiger, a Dixon freshman. 94th, Averick Wiseman, a Dixon freshman. 104th, Sterling Jr., Aylan Schmidt. 131st, Geneseo sophomore, Jackson Saltos. 143, Liam Lentz, Cainland Jr. 148, Colin Rudiman. Kalen Sr. and 150 Corey Goff, a Sycamore Jr. In 3A, Yorkville took 16th in the state. Individually for 3A, DeKalb Jr. Jacob Barraza was 11th. Jake Younger, Yorkville Sr., was 34th. Yorkville Sophomore Owen Hereny was 58th. And Yorkville Jr. Ryan Rochamel was 122nd. Girls cross country. Team standings, El Paso Gridley took 12th with 385. Seneca was 20th with 490. Individually, Anawan Weathersfield senior, Kennedy Anderson, was 7th. 27th, Seneca Jr., Evelyn O'Connor. 32nd, El Paso Gridley sophomore, Carolyn Wetzlein. 62nd, Henry Sananchuan sophomore, Daniela Bumber. 66th, Natalie Meisner, Seneca Jr., 76th, Sophie Hinthorne, an El Paso Gridley sophomore. 135, EPG junior, Neely Melick, And 140, EPG freshman, Maya Griffin. In 2A, Sterling finished 24th and Morris 28th. Individually, taking third, third place in the state in 2A, Sandra Weber, a sandwich sophomore. 34th. Rock Falls Junior, Ariel Hernandez. 51st, Mackenzie Martin, Morris Junior. 56th, Geneseo Freshman, Brooklyn Smith. 91st, Sterling Senior, Riley Wade. 97th, Sterling Sophomore, Delilah Block. 116, Rock Falls Senior, Hannah Ford. 135, Ashley Ford, a Senior with LaSalle, Peru. And 145, Morris Junior, Leah Ortiz. In 3A, Yorkville finished 9th. All of the individuals that I'm gonna mention are all Yorkville. Taking 26th junior Sophia Keeler. 31st was sophomore Annabelle Reeder. 94 sophomore Ashley Schrader. 106 junior Liliana Cormago. 140 senior Allegra Triner. Congrats. I could never run as far as these cross-country runners run, so for them to do what they did at that level, congratulations. Volleyball in 1A. Anawan made the super sectionals. Weathersfield made it to the sectional semifinal, as well as Marquette. In 1A Allstate, Newark's Lauren Ulrich was named to the team. In 2A Rock Falls made the state tournament and won the third place game. 27-25, 21-25, 25-14 against Carmi White County. Rock Falls number three and two A. Awesome, just awesome. They tore it up. Claire Bickett was named to the first team All-State team and Carly Kobeman was named to the IVCA All-Tournament team. Illinois Valley Coaches Association. That's what IVCA means, if you didn't know that. Making sectional semifinals were Genoa Kingston and Fieldcrest. Genoa Kingston's Elena Pierce and Hannah Langton made Allstate 2A first team. In 3A, making sectional semifinals were Caneland, Sycamore, LP, and Ottawa. Congratulations to them. Putnam County didn't make it as far as they wanted to, but Maggie Rochetta was named the Tri County Conference MVP. Moving on to football. In eight man, already mentioned, but why not again? Amboy Lamoille, Ohio, the Clippers were the champions, undefeated 13 0. Polo finished with a 9 3 record. They lost to Amboy in the semifinals. All state members, Brennan Blaine, Quinn Leffelman, Landon Monavon, all of Amboy, where Polo's Brock Salto also made the team. In 1A, Anwan Weathersfield finished 10 2 as they made the quarterfinals of the playoff bracket. Losing in the first round was Marquette, 7 3, Newman, 7 3, and St. Bede finished with a 5 5 record. All State, Anwan Weathers Jr., Zebulon Rashid made the team. 2A, Seneca finished 11-1 and and made it to the quarterfinals. Losing in the first round was EPG, El Paso Gridley, with a 6-4 record. All-State, Seneca Senior, Chris Perra, offensive lineman, defensive lineman, and he is a monster athlete who will be featured on the show. Actually said quite a few names of athletes and coaches that we have in the vault ready to go for a show. Maggie Rochetta is another one. And so is Claire Bickett with Rock Falls Volleyball. In 3A, Byron won the championship. We spoke about that game. They were undefeated 14 0. Quarterfinals, Princeton got there, finished with a 10 2 record. Stillman Valley got to the second round with a 7 5 record. Oregon lost in the first round of the playoff bracket 5 5. All state for 3A, Byron Jr., offensive lineman and defensive lineman Jared Claunch. Sophomore from Byron, Caden Consonine as a running back linebacker. Princeton's junior, Noah Laporte, who is also a friend of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. He was named as a wide receiver and a defensive back. And joining him, Princeton teammate, senior, offensive lineman and defensive lineman, Payne Miller. 4A, Sandwich made the quarterfinal, finished with an 8-4 record. Dixon made it to the second round, 9-2. First round: Geneseo, six and four, Plano five and five, Kiwani eight and two. All state: Braden Clark, quarterback, defensive back for Kiwani. Plano senior: Waleed Johnson, running back and defensive back. Five A: Morris made the quarterfinals, eleven and one record, making the second round. Sterling five and six, Sycamore nine and two. First round: Rochelle seven and three. All state. Morris, senior quarterback, Carton Button. Senior, wide receiver, defensive back, and punter, A.J. Suarez, Sycamores, defensive back, a junior, Burke Goucher. In 6A, Canlan made it to the second round in 6A, 7-4 record. Quarterback senior, Troyer Carlson, was named to the All-State team. In 7A, Yorkville lost in the first round, had a 6-4 record. No 8A representatives made the playoff bracket. What a football season. It was incredible. Incredible, incredible. Thank you and congratulations to all of the players, coaches that did their thing. Allowed us to watch, cover, chat, all those cool things during the football season. Girls swimming. State qualifiers in the 200-yard medley relay. Byron. DeKalb sophomore Molly Allison made it in the 200 freestyle. Byron Jr., Addison Bosman in diving. Byron Sr., Maddie Grohering in the 100-yard butterfly. Sterling Jr., Madison Austin, Andy Kelb, sophomore Molly Allison in the 100-yard freestyle. Henry Sinanchuans, Samantha Nallman, who swims for LaSalle, Peru, advanced the state in the 100-yard backstroke. Byron Sr., Riley Vatch, 100-yard breaststroke, Rochelle Jr., Bryn Kissick made it in the 50-yard freestyle for athletes with disabilities, the 100-yard freestyle, and the 100 breaststroke. She finished ninth in the 50 freestyle, 8th in the 100 freestyle, and 7th in the 100 breaststroke. Congratulations to all the swimmers. Congratulations to all the athletes for everybody putting in the work. Good stuff. Also putting in the work and getting to the next level. Here are athletes that I have seen that are going to college to further not only their athletic abilities, but their education. Fort Mendota. Bridget McGann is going to University of Wisconsin to swim. Landon Bauer is going to bowl at Kansas Wesleyan. Justin Randolph is going to play football for Greenville University. Rihanna Brandt is playing volleyball at Sock Valley. She's there right now as she graduated early and is now a Sock Valley Community College student. LaSalle proves Eddie Dutlinger is playing softball at St. Louis University. Brandon Bordeaux is playing baseball at Spoon River Community College. Nathan Van Duzer is playing baseball at Blackhawk Community College. For Putnam County, Kylie Moore is going to play softball at IVCC. Ava Hatton is going to play basketball for Blackhawk College. Princeton, Payne Miller is going to play football at Western Illinois University. And Bennett Williams is playing football at Air Force. St. Bede, Bella Pinter is going to play softball at Illinois Wesleyan. Nathan Huser is going to play baseball for Lake County Community College. And Reagan Stout is going to play softball for University Texas San Antonio. Sycamore, Kyle Hartman, is playing baseball for Western Kentucky. For Serena, Paisley Twait is going to play softball for McKendry. Geneseo, A.J. Weller, is signed to play baseball for Illinois State University. And Samanox, Haley McCoy, is going to play softball at Wabonzi. If somebody is signed to play college and we miss you, let us know. Reach out. We'll get you added to the next Episode of Edge of Your Sea Podcast. But woo! what an amazing list of accomplishments, amazing list of athletes going to further the education and academics or education and athletics, education and academics is the same thing. But hey, athletics, academics, education, all of them included. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Good stuff for all of them. The interviews you are about to hear with LP alum Zach Hartman, Hall alum James Martino, and the Byron Tigers championship football team, the press conference, Ashton Hinkle, Caden Considine, Andrew Talbert, and Jeff Boyer are all brought to you by Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a community dealership that is dedicated to being community first. A small dealership in a smaller town Associates Jason Hintz and Caitlin Henry pride themselves in being here for you. They don't want to sell you one vehicle. They want to form a bond, a relationship to get you every vehicle you want in cars, trucks, and SUVs for your friends and family. Jason Hintz has been with Mendota Ford for eight years, giving him the experience needed to help customers in every way possible. Caitlin Henry joined the team in July and is excited to help you find your dream vehicle. You can purchase any vehicle off any lot in the Mendota Ford family. Jason and Caitlin will make sure they track it down and hand you the keys with a little jingle jangle. To check out the many options on the lot, Mendota Ford is located just south of Mendota on Highway 251. To look ahead or find a vehicle on another lot, check out www.MendotaFord.com. Call 815-539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries with Mendota Ford. And when you do, don't forget to mention where you heard about Mendota Ford as the dealership has a refer a friend or family member program. If you buy a vehicle, the person or podcast who referred you gets $100. Well, let's get to the interviews. Let's get to it. Thank you for listening to us. Let's rock out in 2024. Until next time. Peace. We have a guest that has already won a championship, a national championship, with north central college i am talking about zach hartman zach man thanks for joining edge of your seat podcast Hello, oh, thanks for having me you your national champion
1: that's got to be an amazing feeling yeah it really is it really is an amazing feeling so pretty happy with that and how everything's playing out so far and not only
0: are you a one-time national champion but you're a two-time national champion. As you told me before, I hit the record button that you won your freshman year, or not you, but the team won your freshman year, and now this is your senior year, so ending your first four years of college
1: with the way you started. Yeah, it's pretty special, uh, especially being uh, the first two national championships and program history being a part of those, so it's pretty exciting and pretty fun to start my career and end my career the same way. And North Central is a D3 school? Yes, d 3 I mean, once you're in high
0: school, everybody's like, oh, I got to go D1, you know, anything else, not worth it, but honestly, whether you go JUCO, NAIA, 3, 2, whatever, I mean, it's still sports, you're still doing your thing, most of the time your education is paid and you have the chance to win national championships. Was it, to you, worth it the last four years of this experience?
1: Yeah, for me, it was definitely worth it. Coming to North Central, which is a D3, I was kind of like a lot of the other kids, thinking like uh, D1, I need to go D1 just to play a high competitive. But D3 football is no joke. We got some great athletes, great players. um, So it really taught me a lot in the football aspect, helped me grow as a player. And especially here at North Central, they helped you grow and focus on becoming more of a man after football when you're done with the program. And then just meeting everybody I know now on the team, on the coaching staff, at the school professors um, has really been helpful Helpful to me to stay with me for the rest of my life. And you're a defensive player, correct? Yes, I play defensive end at North Central. Were you a linebacker at LP? Yes, I played my whole career uh, as linebacker in high school.
0: And you graduated in 2019? Yes, correct. So you were a linebacker at LP, and then have you been a defensive end your entire four years at North
1: Central? Yeah, my entire four years. So I got moved to defensive end actually the first day of coming in at North Central. So. All right, how has that been for you? Was it an easy transition? Uh, at the start, it wasn't an easy transition. I really have never been playing defensive end my whole football career until college. Um, so I, I did have a little bit to learn. But being a defensive player um, from the start really, I feel like, helped. So it wasn't too bad of a transition, but there was some learning to it at the start. Talk about you at this position this year. I mean,
0: defensive end, you're four years at the position, and obviously you guys win a national championship, and you had a huge part to deal with that. How was your defense, and especially on
1: the front line? Our defense was. Uh, this year was... Uh, kind of underrated uh, we had a lot of fifth year guys leave the program last year so we were kind of younger um, especially in the back half but as a defensive line uh, we had a lot we were an older group a lot of old guys including me and around myself so we were an experienced group we knew what we were set out to do and to win the national championship and we had the guys to do it lo and behold we did it so I love sports and how we say
0: younger or older guys Because if you're calling yourself an older guy You graduated high school in 2019 I graduated high school in 2004 So am I a fossil?
1: No, no, you're definitely not a fossil Just the times Just the times are different
0: <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding, I'm kidding But so That's how it works in school sports I mean, if you're a junior, senior I mean, you're an upperclassman You're the older class it, It's kind of weird when you try to translate that to you know just normal society like hey i'm old no no not
1: at all not at all yeah especially our defensive line we had a lot of older guys uh guys that played uh more football than our back half so we just felt super confident in our defensive line this year and we were the backbone of the defense so it was pretty cool
0: obviously you've always been a defensive player what was it about the defense that you know you stuck with it and that's what you wanted to do instead of trying to be like a Offensive position player, or
1: quarterback, or anything like that, what is it about defense for you? To me, about defense, honestly, is just getting to hit people, especially from a young age. I was just told, uh, see ball, get ball. So I just, that's kind of just always stuck with me. And especially playing linebacker, that was kind of the saying. But uh, at defensive end, especially too, it's, you know, beating your man and making that tackle or making that sack. It's just, there's no better feeling and you can't get in trouble for it you're supposed to hit people in football yeah especially on the defensive side so it's pretty exciting when you get a big hit and everybody goes crazy for you i
0: guess they can call flags on you though penalties from the officials have you noticed as a defensive player as the years go by because i mean now you've played at least eight years of football especially in the organized school level have you seen flags for
1: defensive players come more frequently than before kind of like we see in the nfl yeah, I have seen a, a couple more frequent flags and penalties for defensive players, um, especially even at our level. We had a couple penalties for the defense that I didn't really think were necessary, but in the NFL, I see it; it's a lot more common. Like I'll be watching the games and think what are, what's the defense supposed to do in that situation other than what they did, so I do see it becoming more common, and
0: Going into the season, you said the defense was underrated. What about the team in general? Were you guys predicted or expecting a national title?
1: I don't think a lot of people outside of North Central were predicting us to win another national title. In, 20, in the 2021 season, we played the national championship and uh, got beat pretty bad. So a lot of people weren't expecting us to make it back there or even compete and win a national title. Um, but inside North Central and inside the team, we knew what we were capable of, and we knew that we could get back to a national championship and win it. And that's obviously what happened. So
0: so you were actually in three national championship games through your college career.
1: Yeah. Um, so we had the COVID season my sophomore year, so there was no football. Technically, three years of playing uh, games, we've been to three national championships and won two of them. So that's pretty exciting as well. I mean, I'd be jumping through the roof. Oh, you can't. Like, I would be, in my head, a a celebrity. (laughs) Yeah, we get a lot of uh, compliments and uh, praise, especially up here in Naperville for uh, the football team. So it's pretty exciting and pretty fun. How about
0: when you go back home, whether it's for a break to visit friends and family, uh, what is the reception or how are you embraced when you come home?
1: I went home over Christmas break. Had a lot of handshakes, a lot of congratulations. It seemed like everybody knew about it, which was pretty exciting. I talked a lot about it to previous LP football coaches, parents, friends, anybody you could probably think of, I talked to them about it. So yeah, it's pretty pretty exciting and pretty cool to be recognized like that. And if I'm correct,
0: you are from Utica, but you went to LP High School. Yes, correct. So now that you have two national championships, your senior is your college career done are you going to what is next for you
1: Um, so I'm going to graduate in May of this spring and then my career will be over at that point I'll graduate and then I'll move on with my life into the real world get a job somewhere and move on from football awesome what are you studying at North Central currently studying finance with a minor in marketing so you're trying to get into the corporate business world Uh, Right now I'm trying to go into like the sales route so some sales opportunities hopefully will uh, come up for myself.
0: Okay is that what you see yourself doing being a sales rep or an ad rep somewhere?
1: Yeah I do see myself doing that I think I I can talk to people and build those relationships with people especially with football helping me out building those relationships Uh, so I think I can see myself doing that for a long time.
0: I went and graduated from SIU Southern Illinois University And we had a couple football players down there that after they were done, you know, they knew they weren't going to the next level. They all, I think like three or four of them that I was a a close friendship with, they're all either insurance salesmen or ad reps for media companies. That's what they do afterwards. Like, hey, we learned how to talk to people. Doing interviews with people like me or others, you know, you get used to it and then you're able to pretty much sell whatever you want to.
1: Yeah, we we got a couple guys as well that have uh, left the program, especially since I've been here. That I know who are also in sales. So yeah, I feel like it's uh, football definitely helps you out with that kind of career path. LP grad, going
0: to be a North Central College grad, two-time national champion. That's gotta sound good. Two-time, two-time national champion, Zach Hartman. Thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat podcast, man. Oh yeah, for for sure. Thanks for having me on. Football's never really over. You can always talk about it. You can always watch it. Football's never, ever really over. So we got a football guest on today. And actually, I know this guy from all types of sports. Hall alum, senior at Aurora University, James Montino. What's going on, James? Not much, man. How you doing? Doing all right. Before I hit the record button, we were chatting for a second, and I said, I cannot believe that you're a senior. It's crazy. I know, I know. Time's
2: flying by, and uh, you know, I'm excited to see what the future's got for me. You graduated from Hall in 17. Yeah, I was uh, I was gonna be class of what 19, actually, or 18. Yeah, yeah. So I would graduated my first year here in Aurora was 2019, the 2019 season. Okay, okay.
0: So you graduated in 18 from Hall. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. After, you know, talking to a bunch of kids and all the different schools, you kind of you you know kind of like a 2 year, 3 year range. Sometimes you're off a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah been in college for so long, I forget myself sometimes. Right. Well, let's talk about Aurora University. I mean, wide receiver for the football team. And you had a pretty stellar so this is your senior year, but you do have a covid year and you're coming back, right? Yes sir.
2: I have a um additional year thanks to
0: COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we actually get to thank COVID here and there. Yeah, every now and then, a good thing. You find some positives out of it. Definitely. So you got one more year. So we'll call this your, is this your, are you still calling yeah. it a senior year? I call it a uh, fifth year. Fifth year. Is what, uh, me and my buddies have been referring to it as Gotcha. So we'll call the season that you just wrapped up your senior year, and then your next year is your fifth year. Yep. I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. Definitely. So your senior year, receiving-wise, played in 13 games, 28 receptions, 230 yards, four touchdowns. You had two the year before, six touchdowns as a receiver, and you let me know two punt returns. you had 398 punt return yards on 31 attempts. You were doing a lot of running my friend.
2: Yeah no I was getting after it. I like this past season. Uh, I know my coach was getting me the ball a little bit more so that was pretty cool. I have some uh, some really solid teammates who, who just want to see you know each other win, especially uh, me being most of the special teams kind of guy. Um, I just give all my credit to, uh, to those other 10 dudes out there making plays for me, making blocks for me to, to get it done, you know? Have you seen
0: the progression of you from freshman, sophomore, junior, senior? I mean, you said, Coach trying to get me the ball more, uh, relying on your teammates more. Have you seen a progression in you as a football player?
2: Oh, no doubt. I wish, um, I, as you know, uh, my coach is Don Deeney, Don Deeney, former, uh, former NFL player. He did House of Speed for a little bit. The stuff that he has taught me, man, I wish I would have known this kind of stuff in high school. Um, he's just got so much so much extra information and so much uh, experience, you know, and, he, and he's really not only teaching me to be a better football player, but a better man to, uh, you know, contribute to our society. Very
0: nice, very nice. For everything you did on your football season, football team, you were named to the all-conference team, correct? Yeah, I was uh, all conference as well as all region. How does that make you feel? I mean, you come into football like, hey, I still get to play after high school, and then to be, you know, selected for things like that—that's got to make you feel a certain way about what you've been able to do on the football field.
2: It definitely feels really good, but at the end of the at the end of the day, I, like I said, I give all my credit to the guys around me. It's very, very uh, often that they're they're doing more work than I am. It seems, you know, so. Uh, If you watch both of my my part returns this past season, I basically walked in on one, they fought one blocks the whole way, and then the other one, I I made one guy miss. But outside of that, you know, these other guys are really just getting after it, and then that's just making me look good, you know. (laughs) No doubt,
0: no doubt. So it sounds like it's how football should be, a team sport. Yeah, (laughs) as, as it should be. You know, a lot of these guys just want to see each other win. Gotcha. So the big guys will help you by moving them out of your way, so you can help them by scoring because you're the fast guy.
2: Yeah, exactly. Speed, speed definitely helps. We were talking about that a little bit earlier, but uh, yeah, it's definitely nice to be quick. Uh, like I said, the, the jump from high school to college, the game is just so much, uh, so much faster. Like I said, I've been, in, I've been in uh, Aurora here for four years now, and. I mean, I'm slowly, I'm slowly making my way, finding out uh, new things every, every year. I, I figured out uh, something new that I can, you know, work on in the off season and just sort of prepare me for the following season. This next year is going to probably be, hopefully, one of my best years I'll have here at No
0: doubt, no doubt. How does it work? So you come back for your fifth year as a football player, but will you be done as a student? Will you technically be graduated? Uh,
2: Aurora actually offers a plus one program, which is basically a master's. It's a one year master's program that I'll start up in the summer. I'll be technically a full time student with uh, with that. Still, I'll be doing that basically throughout the entire the entire year. Starting here, I think uh, late May, maybe or early May. Okay, so they put you in early. Yep. Yeah. Like I said, it's, it is a master's program. You know, so it's a, it's a full year thing. It'll be super cool. I think I'm getting my. Uh, graduating here in may with my bachelor or yeah my degree as a business major and then following my graduation i'll basically be starting right up my my Flush one program awesome it sounds like you're kind of excited about it no yeah i definitely think uh, i definitely think this master's program is gonna have uh some pretty cool information for me to learn and then also bring it back to my pizza place you know i'm gonna be probably taking they offer four different uh tracks in this plus one program and i'm going to be doing the digital marketing you know how the future's going everywhere everything's going digital so absolutely everything yeah
0: you mentioned pizza place for people that don't know you got to let them know what pizza place. shout out
2: alfano's pizza in ottawa illinois (laughs) and that's is it family owned yeah that's uh me my mom both my parents my brother and my sister we all work there we all run
0: it and you've been doing that pretty much your entire life.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I used to tell everybody, play uh, everybody else had play doh and I had regular dough. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! That's hilarious.
0: So you plan to, you know, get your degrees, wrap up school, and then come back and continue with the family business. Yeah, of
2: course. Um, like I said, college is uh has been a great opportunity for me to sort of pick up some new knowledge, get my, uh, and then also get a diploma, you know. And uh, a degree, and then bring some of the information that I'm learning here at school back, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, I have some some uh, great experiences while I'm in college still left here in this next year. But um, but I'm ready to get back out working with my family. Perfect, perfect.
0: And your brother's name's your brother's uh, name is yes, Pete. Peter. I remember Pete, and then your sister it's it is Lou. Yep, Luciana. I was going to I know it was different than Lou, I was trying to remember how to say it, Luciana. Yep. There we go, there we go. I remember her from basketball in her days at Hall. Yep, she did a little bit of everything at Hall as well. Yeah, she played softball too, didn't she? Yeah, she did. She was uh, an All-American back in the day. Yep, Yep, I remember, I remember. They had some good teams with Brian Ullman. They were pretty legit back in the day. Yep, so are you guys. I mean, uh, you may have won a state championship in baseball. Yeah, so, something like that. I can't forget about that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, you were on some, uh, were you on the, you were on at least one quarterfinal football team with Hall?
2: Yeah, yep. I was on one of those as well. That would have been my junior year. And then senior year, I believe, as well. Yeah, I couldn't remember if you were on one or two of them. Second round, junior year, and third round, senior
0: year. Yeah, there you go, there you go. Good old Hall football teams; those are a lot of fun days.
2: Yeah, no, like I said, I really enjoyed my time in the Hall, and I'm having a lot, of, a lot of fun here uh, at Aurora, and I mean. I've got nothing but good to say about Coach Bibi and all my teammates. You know, uh, it's, ama- it's amazing. This past year, uh, this past season, we were actually made it to the Elite Eight, which was that. That alone was a bizarre experience. We were able to travel around a little bit. You know, the team we ended up losing to arguably could have been in the national championship. They ended up losing. Warburg ended up losing to uh, Mount Union with like ten seconds left. They had them pinned on their own. Uh, their own 10 yard line and uh, Mount Union ended up throwing two bombs and getting it down to the their own one or something like that, ran it in. So arguably if we would have won that game, uh, we could have been in a national championship. You know, that's what, uh, that was the last season, so now we're looking forward to this next season.
0: And again, we can thank COVID for giving you that year.
2: <laughs> yeah, again, again COVID didn't play a huge role in that. Um, like I said, so I know me and our entire defense will be back. We've got, I'm pretty sure we only had five or six seniors this past season. So this this next year should be our year, you know? Yeah, definitely. If you're returning that many people, wow. Yep, yep. So COVID's definitely
0: doing us a favor right now, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Uh, you mentioned, you know, Aurora's been fun, you know, good to you. Uh, just talk about that kind of experience. You go from Spring Valley, kind of small town, Aurora. You know, not a giant city, but it is a city. It is a burb, and you know, adapting to that different lifestyle, and you know, kind of making that a home while you're in college.
2: Yeah, yeah. So um, my school itself is actually pretty, uh, pretty cool. I know we have uh, we have a lot of money here at the school, so we have a lot of unique technology sort of around campus and stuff like that, which I've been I've been uh, fortunate enough to use. So we have like. This thing we call a bod pod, which basically it's like a, like a little rocket ship. You hop inside and it uh, calculates your body mass and stuff like that, your fat percentage, which is super pretty cool, actually, I find because, you know, all the athletes and stuff get to use it. We've had some really great trainers. I know as far as the uh, city as a whole is amazing just because they're so they're, you're never bored. You know, there's always something to do around here. If I did have to uh, complain a little bit, man, these stoplights, all these stoplights out here are crazy. The traffic.
0: (laughs) Spring Valley has one stoplight or two?
2: Yeah, one right downtown.
0: One stoplight right downtown. Right at that kind of like (laughs) four-way... Right
2: next to Happy's downtown.
0: Yeah, so you go from one stoplight to probably about
2: like a thousand. Uh, Yeah, hundreds, thousands of them. They're all over the place. The traffic, you just got to know... Fortunately for me, in the mornings, you know, we got 5.30 workouts, so I, I get to fly through them all, but as soon as I'm done with school, you know, where, uh, you know, I'm out moving around around 3 o'clock or so, you
0: know, it gets busy. So it takes you five minutes to get to school in the morning, but it
2: takes you 35 minutes to get home. <laughs> Something like that, yeah, say it takes me close to 15 minutes, 20 minutes, maybe. That's crazy. But yeah, that's, that's the difference, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely something I've had to adjust to, but like I said, I'm really, I'm really liking it up here. I've met a lot of new people, and everybody deserves an experience to get out of their hometown and sort of uh, live life on their own, you know, meet new
0: people. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I did the same thing. Went to Southern Illinois, left Mendota, went to SIU, you know, went around the, the country a little bit, came back, you know, it's good to get out. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That sounds like an awesome experience. No doubt, no doubt. Sounds like you're having one of your own, man. I'm really happy for you. Like I said, I I wanted to get you on, saw the all-conference thing. I'm like, man, I have not talked to James Montino on this podcast. I've seen you around at baseball games and stuff. Your class has been really, really good about giving back to the younger kids or coming back and showing support for them. So I'll see you guys and
2: say hello. But I'm like, yeah. man, I
0: have not had this dude on the podcast.
2: Yeah, like uh I know I know the big dude at all right right now, Mac Resetich, friends. Uh he, he is uh one of my I mean obviously you know chance, me and Chance go way back. Uh I've been coming home to hang out with them and then, I mean, you know, we'll go watch Mac play basketball, football, whatever it is, just because I just know he's he's a stud athlete and uh I, I mean, I, I like staying around Hall just to sort of see what what's next for us, you know. So um it's been it's been cool. I know guys like that. I, like I said, I just like seeing all the the younger kids because when I was growing up or whatever, playing at the hall, they, especially the baseball boys, uh, they were traveling to every game, watching us all. And, I mean, it's cool seeing them sort of grow up and uh, coming back with my, my boys and watching them. Yeah, what were they called, the Little Devils? The Little, yeah, the Little Devils is what they call
0: them. They were at absolutely every game, like 15 to 20 deep.
2: Yeah, they'd be twenty deep. Had, they'd have all the parents there. They'd all be wrecking their hog gear, and they'd be screaming their head off. <laughs> <laughs> they
0: looked at you guys like celebrities, and for the area, not just Spring Valley, you guys were that baseball
2: team were celebrities in this area. For sure, yeah. I mean, uh, like I said, we, we had a bunch. We were fortunate enough to have a bunch of dudes. i on, uh, on that baseball team as well as. Uh, you know, just athletes in general with all the guys from track and uh, with, like, you know, W. Slobati, Anthony Buchanan, Stephen Bruss, those guys were just, uh, I, I believe, what, what was it, my senior year? They won two events at state or something like that. Yep, they won two relays. Yeah, yeah it was your senior year. To them. So, like I said, Hall produced uh, a great class out of my class as well as the class above me with, like, Cam, Ty, Brent, you know, all those all those other dudes that just made it all come together, you know. Yeah, you guys had college prospects and college players
0: in many different sports in those two seasons. Almost every person that you just said went to some kind of college and was an athlete.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So although all these guys, man, they're still out living their dreams and uh, you know, I uh shout out to Cam. I saw he had uh, I saw he had his two hundred hit. Actually it was yesterday now I believe, now uh, I'm thinking about it. Uh, I don't know if you saw that or not. So Cam had his uh T of his career this past this past week. And for those who do not know, we're
0: talking about Cam McDonald was he was a year older than you, correct? Yeah, Cam's a year older than me. Me and Cam are pretty tight. We go way back as well. Like I said, I grew up my I spent my whole life with all these kids, so. Definitely. And he's at University of Illinois. Same with Tyra Barczyk, he's also out there. Uh, Brant Vandeman's been all over the college scene. Just so many athletes. We could sit here and list all athletes in those two years that are in college for, you know, 20 minutes. Exactly, exactly. So, um,
2: I was fortunate enough to play with all those guys. And on of my offseason, you know, obviously all those baseball dudes are playing. So, I'll be going down to U of I to see. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to see Cam and, Cam and Ty play. And then, uh, eventually, I'll get out to see Brand play. And then, I know uh, Trez Rabarczyk is also out playing. So, um, I believe he's over... At Parkland, if I'm not, uh, if I'm not wrong, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll pop out and see them. But like I said, we had, we had some stellar athletes come out of our class, and then uh, the class above me. Hall always finds a way to produce some athletes, you know. So, unfortunately for Mac, he doesn't have that
0: luxury of having so many other great athletes around him but he has made a career of himself at hall he became the second all-time leading scorer behind sean Yepsen on the hall basketball list that's pretty impressive yeah no
2: that's that's amazing that's amazing for him i remember back in the day uh watching brett fanning play with uh danny nalasco and all those older 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 dudes you know so those guys I mean, just that's just a crazy, crazy thing Max been able to do, and uh, I mean, dominant is a word I'd use to describe him, especially including football, being able to uh, have what four solid plays of him running the ball and getting it done, you know. And
0: he's also going to University of Illinois this, but for football.
2: Yep, yep. <laughs> he's, he's a crazy, awesome athlete. Yeah, it's been, it's been a wild ride for him, so I'm excited. It gives me a, It gives me something else to do uh, on a Saturday when I'm done playing. I'll go watch him. Definitely. Do you have any plans
0: after your fifth year at Aurora? Any athletic plans at all? Or is it, you know, worry about your degree, family business, and that's what's next for you? I believe
2: for me... Uh, hopefully, you know, pro days in my in my future, depending on uh, how this next season goes. But uh, like I said, um, the first thing for me was school and family. So, or, I mean, if, obviously, if any opportunity were to present itself, I'd be jumping on over that. Well, James Montino,
0: senior, going into his fifth year at Aurora, University Hall alum. It's always a pleasure to catch up with you, man. Thank you so much for joining the Seat Podcast. Yeah, I appreciate you having
1: me. Just a history coach, why don't you start us off with an opening statement, then we'll get the questions.
0: All I, all I can say
3: is this uh, this group of kids is just, they're unbelievable. I mean, the season that these guys just had, you know, first and foremost state champs, that was the goal, but then you know, just to kind of put an exclamation point on it here and uh, kind of prove that, that they're probably one of the best teams in, in Illinois history. Questions?
4: Did you see anything in their eyes coming out of the locker room for this one? I mean, you guys just charged right into this
3: one. It was business as usual. Um, we, you know, we, we tried to stay in the exact same routine that we did in, uh, in 21 and warm up the exact same way. Um, the week matched, but yeah, these guys certainly saved their best for last. I'll, t- I'll tell you that.
4: And the way you start, that has to have an effect on the other team. And you can just feel it. You're just sucking the wind right out of them the way you guys start these games. Did you have some plays mapped out? Or were you, there were a few little different wrinkles you had in there early on. Oh,
3: right? well, yeah, but these guys will tell you, I mean, you know, offensively, um, nothing new. I mean, our, our playbook actually decreased here this week. and. We said we're gonna we're gonna just go down do do what we do and be who we are, and uh, that's what we were tonight.
0: Your playoff record stands for itself. What is it about this team, about your coaching philosophy, that you think you know continues to get you back to the spot and to win them in this kind of fashion?
3: Our kids care. That's the biggest thing is, is that we have kids that you know they're talented, but they they've worked hard for this. They worked hard in the weight room at five o'clock in the morning. You know, all year long, all summer long, they're in the weight room. Um, you know, getting ready for the season and preparing for, for games like this. Caden, you guys were breaking on chunks early. What was going through your head as you're averaging about
4: 10 yards a touch and things are going right? Early on, we knew we had to keep the pedal to the metal, and that's what we did. We uh, broke their spirits and the uh, success says the rest. Somebody talk about the defensive performance early on.
3: three picks, a forced fumble and a fumble recovery. Um, Your defense has done this all year, but what was, you guys were supercharged today, huh? Uh,
4: Those stops, those stops are huge for our offense. I mean, we knew we had to get some turnovers early in this game, especially with a quarterback like Sisson. Uh, That's what we did, and uh, it allowed us to score more on offense as well.
2: What about Sisson? You really took him out of this game. I'd watched some clips of him over the year and
4: he was doing what you guys were doing early on. Taking over
3: the game and not today though. He's a special player and, and credit to Mount Carmel for you know the season that they've had. Um, it's great that they, they finished second state, I mean it's a huge accomplishment. But you know, defensively, I, I think our team's speed certainly showed here tonight. And uh, our kids were able to keep them in check. Coach, you
4: obviously had a bunch of seniors who were here before with you. Can you talk about the young guys? That- really stepped up
3: today. <laughs> yeah, um, there's some special kids sitting up here with me right now. You know, you said our, our seniors, we got a great group of seniors and that showed here tonight. Uh, but, you know, Kate in the backfield is obviously a special kid at fullback. And then, uh, you know, Andrew Talbert at quarterback tonight really kind of w- was able to showcase what he can do uh, on the ground as well. One more question. Just to talk about what it was like in the trenches.
4: It seemed like his coach says, business as usual. Yeah, I mean, we've worked for this all summer. and all started when we first started. I mean, we get those mental reps down and keep going every day. We do the same thing every day for games like this, so we can just pound them.
3: All
1: right, thanks for the time, guys. Congratulations. One-on-ones at the IHSA background down
0: below. All right, so this is for the Ogle County Life, but also Amboy News. I know you're originally from Amboy. Come here. I mean, both teams winning a state title. It's going to mean something to you.
1: It's special, you know, my senior years, most of my friends' senior years down in Amboy, and we both come away, number one. We still keep in contact. I still get texts from some of them wishing us good luck, me wishing them good luck, and, you know, it just means a lot.
0: Perfect. Talk about this game. I mean, you guys came out, hit them in the mouth and did not stop. You
1: know, going into the game, you could see how locked in everybody was, how excited everybody was since since the loss last year to IC Catholic. We got in the weight room 5 a.m., even if we were in a sport, and showed off tonight.
0: So the loss last year obviously made you guys hungry, and you are like, hey, that's
2: not happening again.
1: Yeah, this senior group, we're resilient, and we just didn't want it to happen again. So a week later, we got in the weight room and got to the fields and got to work. I
0: mean, obviously, we kind of talked about it up there, the rushing game. I mean, we had you at 100 yards in the first quarter. I mean, just talk about how you guys are rushing the ball.
4: I mean, we are just ground and pound like we usually are, uh, short plays at a time. Every now and then we break a big one, and that's just been our offense the entire
0: year. I mean, what's your your mindset going into a game? I mean, you're bigger, you're stronger, but, I mean, you hit the corners, you went up the middle. It seemed like you could do everything against yep, this defense. I, just,
4: I really try to focus on taking care of the ball. I mean, in a wing-T offense, you can't be fumbling, and... Uh, The rest just, you know, on the go when I'm running. I just decide what to do if I want to run them over or kind of put a move on them.
0: Definitely. And talk about that. I mean, no takeovers. You guys had five takeovers against them or takeaways, but none against you. No no fumbles, no interceptions. What does that mean to you guys?
4: Oh, that's huge. I mean, that was a big part of our goal this week to force them turnovers and us not put the ball on the ground because against Montini, we put the ball on the ground too many times and – it ended up being a close game, so we knew against these guys we couldn't put the ball in the ground.
0: Definitely. And as a sophomore playing with a you know big group of seniors, that means a lot to this Tiger team. What did it mean for you to play with them and to get the state title with them?
4: Oh, it was awesome. I mean, these seniors, they brought an amazing culture to Byron. I mean, in the mornings, lifting during basketball season, baseball season, we're in there at 5 in the morning every morning. A guy by the name of Josh Harris was the leader of that. So, you know, what he did for this program was incredible.
0: You did not play like a freshman at all, man. You came out there and did your thing, used your speed, found your you know, your gaps and took off. Just talk about that feeling as a freshman scoring three touchdowns in a state title game. I mean, it's
5: special. I know especially uh, this team, and I just want to do whatever I can to help out help out this team uh, pull out the victory today.
0: What did it mean to you to have your number called? I mean, you have Considine, you got you know seniors ahead of you, and for your number to be called and for you to do what you were able to do—not just at the end of the game, but throughout big pieces of it.
5: I'm just grateful for the opportunity. I mean, uh, Coach Boyer trusts me, I trust him, and he's the greatest the greatest coach I've ever,
0: I've ever had. What does it mean for you to be a part of this team? Like I said, uh, seniors galore. I mean, uh, Coach Boyer's got a great resume. And for you to be on this team and do what you did, what does that mean to you to be part of that?
5: It's special. I mean, these seniors are incredible. Uh, an an incredible group and um, we also have uh, very good depth like juniors uh, sophomores like Caden and Noel. I can't wait for next year we just gotta keep going and keep going you know uh, we just gotta uh, lead in the the footsteps of these seniors this year.
0: Definitely. Not. I'm surprised nobody said it to him, like, hey, the cupboard's not bare. Losing a bunch of seniors, but you're a freshman. He's a sophomore, and you got a lot of talented guys that are still going to be on this team. So already you're looking at next year, like, hey, we can get back here. Mm-hmm.
5: These seniors got us in the weight room in the summer, and they got us working. We just have to um, – they knew what it took. Um, last uh, last year they had a uh, lost to IC in the semifinals, and they were not letting that happen again.
0: I mean kind of said something upstairs I mean broke records you know the the track record for your playoff you know resume stands for itself and then to be able to do this I mean coming into this game I'm guessing you didn't think this was going to happen like that
3: no we didn't I mean our, our goal is just to be 1-0 it wasn't about records or anything like that you know that just happened but it was about winning a football game and coming down here and getting a state championship for these kids
0: and talk about your trust in freshmen, sophomores. I mean, you have a group of seniors, but you're like, hey, we have other guys that can help us out too. You're trusting them.
3: Absolutely. I mean, very, very strong group of seniors. I mean, those guys are going to be hard to replace. Um, but, you know, the younger kids, they they really have stepped up, you know, throughout the season. Noel had a huge game last weekend uh, with three touchdowns. And then, you know, Considine, uh, been steady all season long. All-state fullback proved it tonight. And then uh, Talbert at quarterback, he comes in and and runs the option and and follows stuff really, really well. And a very explosive kid.
0: I mean, from the start of the season until right now, you've been putting up points like this. You've been playing this kind of defense. What was it about you, this team, that continued for that long? I mean, 14 games is a long time to keep that high level of play.
3: It is. And, uh, you know, I think we stayed fresh all season long with the way we practice and, and, you know, not thudding a whole lot and just staying healthy. Got a lot of kids, a lot of different experience. You know, a lot of our kids that, that played here tonight in that first half, you know, they played a first half of football almost every every week here this year. And uh, that's not a knock on any other teams that we played this year. That's just kind of how it was and, and allowed us to stay, stay fresh and probably peak at the right time.
0: All right. Thanks, Thank, so you. Yeah. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations.